a political unrest and uncertainty about the future have grown in the country following the Catholic bishops' withdrawal from mediating talks aimed to resolve national political tensions. The bishops' conference helped negotiate a December 31, 2016 agreement that aimed to avoid political crisis through securing a 2017 election that would choose the successor of Democratic Republic of Congo President uh, uh, Kabila. We know right now there are also uh, calls for a stay-at-home stoppage for Monday to force President Kabila to implement a deal on uh, sharing power. Well, joining us uh, to look at the story, we've got uh, Charles Nukonye, uh, who is uh, from the Center for Africa's International Relations here at the University of Vitvatisrand. We also have uh, on the line uh, uh, Jean-Willy Tsitenga, uh, who is uh, the General Secretary of the Congolese Community in South Africa. Let's start uh, with you, Charles, in terms of looking at the crisis right now. It seems uh, there is a fragmentation when it comes to the conversations of the deal on sharing power and the latest developments being that uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo's oppositions are calling for a stay-at-home stoppage uh, for this uh, uh, coming Monday. Your thoughts around these latest developments, Charles? Thank you very much, Benjamin, and good morning to your listeners and to the other guests on, on the line. Um, so first, first of all, to correct that I'm no longer at the Center for Africa's International Relations. I'm Can we apologize for that? I'm with the African Center for the Constructive Resolution of Disputes Accord, which is based in Durban, sure. and with offices in Burundi, um, which cover the Great, the Great Lakes, and offices in South Sudan. Sure. My perspectives are really, are really um, uh, fourfold. The first is that um, the agreement which was uh, mediated by the bishops um, or the, 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 the Catholic bishops, I, I think that agreement failed first to understand or to in, underscore the importance of the reason why they didn't have elections in 2006. The state cited that there were no resources to organize elections, and yes, we are aware of the vast land that is the Democratic Republic of Congo and how that could actually be a legitimate issue. But having been there for as long as the regime was there, someone had to take responsibility mm-hmm. for the failure of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that by going to the agreement and only looking for a way of organizing elections without thinking of who had to take responsibility and what are the mitigating circumstances to put in place to ensure that elections will take place, and uh, a lot of those who were party to, to those conversations lacked the foresight. The second issue is that the DRC has been caught up severely in the respective peace agreements which have, been, which have, which have um, uh, uh, preceded um, uh, the 2006 in the pursuit of power at the expense of everything. There's no thought process around self-delivery. There's no showing on how I mean, the different political factions which are contesting power are going to govern, or they are not even building regional partnerships or ensuring or actually demonstrating to the regional actors and I mean, for instance, like states that have vested interest in peace and stability in the DRC, how well they can govern and ensure that they do not actually uh, get the DRC and lead it to a worse situation than it is now. And I think concentration on that would get the regional actors to actually come on board and will not have a caveat such as now that the bishops are not there and then there is this pandemonium. The third is the respect for democratic mm. ideals 
should be what pursues, should be what um, uh, everyone is interested in as far as elections are concerned. Mm. I don't seem to hear that from the different parties. I seem to hear more a language of Kabila must go. And that has to be grounded in the Constitution. You have to talk more the Constitution. You have to talk more the legal framework. Mm. And until they start talking the legal framework and at least convincing the elite and talking to the people who actually are responsible for elections, they are not going to be getting anywhere Mm. because Kabila must go is not a political agenda. And Mm. lastly, I think the bishops were there involved because they wanted to ensure some stability and peaceful transition of power given the situation of the stalemate which they had, for instance, in 2016. And right now, if they are not seeing that they can be a catalyst of that, then it makes sense for them to withdraw. The question is, then what from this point? Well, let me move this to um, you, um, uh, Mr. Jean-Willy Titenga, from the General Secretary Congolese Community in South Africa. Good points coming out there from Charles uh, Nukonge, who's uh, highlighting the issue that you need a more of um, a framework that will actually create a pathway uh, for the elections and saying that that, that conversation of Kabila Moscow must be more progressive and we must create a more constitutional framework for the Democratic Republic of Congo. Congo. Uh, your thoughts there? Uh, yes, Mr. Benjamin, I get your point and I agree with uh, what the brother said, that we need a proper framework on how the president must go. Because the first point which we are looking at here, the main point we are having in the Democratic Republic of Congo is that we have firstly to establish a framework to go to the democratic process. We are talking here about the country which is under the dictatorship regime. Even though it's called the Democratic Republic of Congo, people must be aware that the regime in place is the dictatorship. And the first thing, we may say Kabila must go today. Okay, if Kabila goes, but the system remains the same, nothing will change. Because we have been through all those kind of process, dialogue, talking, agreements, since uh, Mobutu, we signed all kinds of agreements. We did all kinds of talking, sittings. Nothing has been fruitful for the country. Why? Because the regime in place is the dictatorship. The problem, Kabila can go, but if still we are under the dictatorship regime, nothing will change. And the same way, they have signed this agreement on the 31st of December. In this agreement, there is no way which there is a right framework which can be put in place for the country to go through the democratic process. Still, we are under the dictatorship. How do you imagine somebody to leave power while he's holding the army, is holding all the institutions the, of the country, and there is no process or right framework in place which shows that the country can go through the mm. democratic mm. process? Mm. That's the main point we are having here. We can sign all kinds of agreements. It will collapse because there is nothing which gives the people the power. We have the president who is holding all the major institutions of the country. He got the army backing him. He got the parliament which is backing him. He got the senate backing him. He got the justice which is backing him. Everything. You can become a premier minister. You can have half of the, the, the government ministers. But still, all the power is under him. And the... Still, like today, you can see that that can be justified. Mm. We send the agreement, 
But when it comes to the implementations of all those deals which have been signed, nothing happens. Because if nothing goes to their favor, they will stop that. They will block all the process. Mm. That's the main point you are having here. Mm. The country is still under the dictatorship. We need to put down a right framework, a right process, whereby we have to go through the democratic process. That's mm. the major point. Well, that is the we voice of uh, Jean Willy Titenga there. The okay. is gone. Mm. Well, sure. That's the voice of John Willie Titenga there, who is the General Secretary of the Congolese Community in South Africa. And uh, we also have uh, Charles uh, Nyukonge, who is from the uh, from uh, Cord rather, and uh, he is also joining us on the line. We'll continue these uh, discussions because there are those who argue that despite uh, uh, Joseph Kabila's uh, institutional control, as argued there by John Willie, uh, is that he has been recognized for having played a critical role in ending the armed conflict in the country and in fact some people even give him accolades for not only for improving the investor climate in the country after winning the democratic elections in 2006 but also for a semblance of the rule of law and for governance reforms that he introduced and also his willingness also to step it up in the 31 uh, December 2001 16 agreement to actually get these stakeholders to sit on the table so we'll deal with those uh, arguments uh, when uh, we come back after this break. Good news for listeners in America. You can now listen to Channel Africa by phoning 605-47-1711. So, if you're a Channel Africa listener in America, simply dial 605-47-1711. Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. We have great news for you. Channel Africa has gone mobile. If you have a cell phone, you can now download the mobile app for Android. You can get it on Google Play. Get the latest news from Africa. Get the Channel Africa app. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspectives. Well, you are listening to Channel Africa, uh, the African perspective on the shortwave service into the continent of Africa, 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band to Southern Africa and also on DSTV on Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. Remember, you can also stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. We've got on the line to discuss uh, uh, this theme of uh, things breaking down in uh, uh, the uh, supposedly alliance that we saw in uh, December. December 31 uh, with the Democratic Republic of Congo deciding on a December 31 2016 that aimed to really avoid political crisis through securing a 2017 election but as usual when we come into the year of elections we see things are actually fragmenting and also see an outbreak of violence flaring up in volatile parts of the Democratic Republic of Congo I want to come to you Charles 
Charles Nukonge in terms of looking at that issue of the credibility of Joseph Kabila in terms of his presidency. As I highlighted during the break, there are those who credit him as having a, a critical role in ending the armed conflict in the country. He's been actually seen as someone who is actually attracting investment into the Democratic Republic of Congo and able to actually sit with the various opposition parties to discuss these issues. But it seems like uh, whenever we come to this point where elections are supposed to happen, it seems like things always break up here in the Democratic Republic of Congo. What are your thoughts around uh, uh, the current president, Joseph Kabila, and his intentions? Well, first of all, I, I think I, I agree with you on, on the on the critical role which Kabila has played to improve the security architecture in the country. The role as well which he has played um, to improve governance, which is a key a key attracting force for for investments in the country, and for agreeing agreeing to really dialogue with 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 the opposition and explain what what the challenges what the challenges are. I think um, uh, those those things those those things are really are really commendable. As far as his intentions are concerned. I, I, I subscribe to the saying that the thoughts of man are not tribal because not even the devil knows the thoughts of man. So I'm not going to speculate on his intentions. Sure. But I'm going to speak on, on his legitimacy. Okay. And this is something which I know that the opposition does not want to talk about. That the constitution of the DRC says that the president leaves office for another president. And I think it makes sense to all of us. If there's a president who leaves office and there's no framework for the election of another president, mm. there's no framework for someone who is taking over from him. Mm. That's going to be general chaos. And I think we need to ride on the on, on at least the premise that Kabila has indicated that he is not going to run. But we also need to go back to deal with those issues which impaired the organization of elections in 2016. Because if the framework and the resources are there to organize elections in 2016, then Kabila would perhaps be much more comfortable to say he's going to be ceding power. Otherwise, the work which he has done would actually go down to the dungeons. And lastly, lastly, um, I think the opposition, again, they need to mobilize and understand, like my brother and um, Jean-Willy Kitenga was, was saying, peace agreements keep failing. The reasons why they keep failing is that agreements need political will. They need inclusivity. They need a framework, a feasible framework for implementation, and they need a mechanism for resolution of disputes when they arise. Mm. If an agreement is a one-page to say that we are going to have elections by December 2017, after people have actually put their heads together for, for weeks and for months, I think that agreement does not go so far. And that's something which perhaps we need to have a conversation, or, uh, we need to have a conversation about mm. the quintessence of peace agreements in the DRC and how it contributes to peace. Let me bring in our other guest who's just joining us now, Dr. Julian Kanku Katombe, who is from the Africa Diaspora Forum. Dr. Katombe, thank you for giving us your time. In terms of what was highlighted there by Charles Nyukonge saying that... uh, uh, 
you know joseph kabila's presidency he is in agreement with the fact that he's been central in terms of building that infrastructural infrastructure the, the economic infrastructure of the drc and also aiming to actually create a facilitating process uh, for mediation efforts in, in in the drc and the contestation is with his presidency as alluded to by charles is the fact that uh, the election process is always stifled by the lack of of uh, uh, structural uh, processes for electioneering. Uh, your thoughts there, Dr. Katombe, on the legitimacy of President Joseph Kabila? Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to intervene on this. Uh, and go straight to the legitimacy of uh, President uh, Joseph Kabila, and then I will say a word on the achievement of his administration since 2001, because he has been in power since 2001. Coming to the legitimacy, I'm saying he is illegitimate since the 19th of December 2016. This is the time, it was the, the end of his second constitutional term. I was saying that he, he started in, 20, in 2001 mm. as replacing his father who was assassinated in the conditions unclear till today. And Congo being a democracy, a democracy, no one understands how a son would replace the father. But because Congolese people are peaceful people, they accepted what was imposed on them thinking that we will get to elections one day and we will elect our own leaders. When we got to 2006, there was elections mm-hmm. in DRC and Joseph Kabila was not elected. It's Jean-Pierre Bemba who was elected to the president of Congo. The same international community backed by the multinationals who imposed Joseph Kabila in 2001, imposed him as well in 2006. And everybody remember what Jean-Pierre Bemba said. In short, he said in French, j'ai accepté l'inacceptable. He wanted to say that, yes, you voted for me, but I cannot rule. Hmm. And since then, he is in the International uh, Penal Court. He is there. People, Congolese, all said, okay, okay, let us wait. There will be another time for elections. We'll vote our own president. This was 2011. The entire world can, can remember what happened even here in South Africa. Congolese mobilized everywhere in the diaspora, in the, in the country. And their candidate was the president of UD, UDPS. Dr. Etienne Kisekediwamulumba, he was voted. I still remember Colette Brackman from Belgium wrote on her Facebook that the old man is reigning everywhere, is voted everywhere. What happened? Once again, they came out, they told us, despite all the fraud, Kabila is still your president. And I still remember the minister, uh, international, whatever, from Belgium, came and said, Kabila is there and he will stay there. So this is the situation in the country.
He is illegitimate. I heard a compatriot said that uh, he will be comfortable to come out if there is a framework to lead the country into a democratic process. Mm. Yes, it is there. You are supposed to be out since the 19th of December. But the people said, let us give him an extension of 12 months so that we can work out that framework. Mm. They signed an agreement. They agreed that because he's supposed to be out, let the opposition and himself and his administration share power during this 2017 and work out together to, uh, to organize the elections towards the end of the year. Mm, well, let me... Let me the Doctor, let me stop they you. The sure. Yes. Let me stop you there because I understand kind of the framework that you're coming from questioning the legitimacy. No, no, the most important thing is what sure. I want to add. Okay, go for they it. Go for the it. agreement and they agreed to set it again to see how it mm. will work out. Mm, mm. This is where his camp is working everything so that it will not work out. Because they agree that the opposition is going to suggest a candidate prime minister. Mm. He will sign that mm. this is the prime minister for the transition. Mm. This is where everything is blocked. Mm. He's saying, no, don't give me just one name. Give me three. Why three? The agreement they signed says it is the opposition, what they call now Rassemblement. Mm. Rassemblement mm. is a platform of different political parties, uh, civil societies, and it's not one party. Mm. Mm. Well, they are the one who must give the prime minister for the transition. Okay, let, and there is a letter mm. which, which the Dr. Etienne left for him, Kandila, when he was going for treatment in Belgium, where he died. Mm. The letter is there. We don't know who is that prime minister. Mm. We are at the stage where the rassemblement must just bring the letter to him. He must say who is in that letter is going to nominate him the prime minister. Well, I hear you very so well there. Well, I, I have to give the other people. doctor. I have to give the other uh, guests a, a view of what you are asserting there and some of the uh, accusations that you are making there. You speaking about the legitimacy of the presidency, questioning from his reign, from the term of when his father actually uh, was no longer where he took the reins of being president, saying that that was a legitimate move, and also the. Uh, presidency uh, reign after that, especially in terms of his opposition with Jean-Pierre Pemba, who was uh, leading the movement for the liberation of the Congo. Let me take that back to you, Charles, in terms of your assertion of some of the views there, and also the complexity of uh, uh, this uh, Rassemblement uh, 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 group or alliance that uh, um, uh, Dr. Uh, Katombe is talking about. Um, I well, I only speak on I only speak of on on non facts. I don't speak on um, I I really I really am uh, dissuade myself from speculating mm. what I know and what was reported is that Kabila won the 2006 elections. Dr. Katombe seems to disagree, and she says Jean Pierre Bemba said "Je accepte l'inacceptable," which she translates as "I accepted the the unacceptable." And she links that up with the fact that he was eventually taken to the ICC. But what is not made clear is that he's at the ICC 
for crimes committed in the Central Africa, not for crimes committed in the DRC. Yes, the referral was made by the DRC, but this referral was after Bemba refused to take his parliamentary position and enjoy his immunities in the country after he decided to leave the country. Of course, anybody is free to leave any country. The DRC guarantees freedom of movement, and people can... Bemba enjoyed that, and he decided to move out of the country and stay in, in, in Belgium from where he was eventually, from where he was eventually arrested. <laughs> the second issue about Kabila having not won the 2011 elections because Etienne Chisekedi, of blessed memory, enjoyed popular or visible support. That popular or visible support, I think we need to be very careful about that. That, as we have seen, for instance, in the United States, it is not when you see big rallies that people actually go to vote. There is complacency, and I think it's something which the opposition, in their message of Kabila Moscow, in their message of, of militating against persons and not providing um, a political agenda or not advising their own constituents to go vote through rainfall or sunshine, have allowed that complacency to reign and, and, and gotten themselves into positions mm. of always contesting elections without accepting the legitimate outcome of the ballot box. I'm sure that if we organize elections tomorrow, whoever wins, the opposition is going to say those elections are, are rigged. So I understand, I understand these sentiments, but I really beg that we stick to the facts as were concluded by the institution. The institution that was in charge of organizing elections declared that Kabila won in 2006. Mm -hmm. They declared that Kabila won in 2011. They did say there were certain irregularities. And they did say those irregularities were not sufficient to actually annul the elections. Those statements were supported by international observers. And Kabila is today president. He has enjoyed that mm -hmm. throughout his mandate of five years, which was supposed to end in 2006. Regrettably, he's still in power. But we need to understand the reasons why he's in power mm -hmm. and question that. He is in power because he says there are no resources to organize elections. Mm -hmm. Is this a legitimate statement for a president to make that after five years he did not muscle the resources to organize elections to ensure peaceful transfer from him to his successor. Mm. Well, let me so so I need to take a quick break and then I'll come back to you, Jean Willy, because I think this is a very uh, contentious space that we're in right now. Because uh, as uh, Doctor Akatombe is that it, uh, there is that uh, sentiment in the DRC that uh, uh, you know that uh, Joseph Kabila is propped up, his presidency can be is propped up. The allegations propped up by multinationals, as was highlighted by Doctor, and that kind of Western influence that is always uh, defending him and it seems like there are contentions with with that argument i'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back good news for listeners in america you can now listen to channel africa by phoning 605-47-1711 so if you're a channel africa listener in america Simply dial 605-47-1711. Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective.
We have great news for you. Channel Africa has gone mobile. If you have a cell phone, you can now download the mobile app for Android. You can get it on Google Play. Get the latest news from Africa. Get the Channel Africa app. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspectives. Well, uh, this is Channel Africa, the African perspective, and very, very much a very complex situation here. We're looking at the Democratic Republic of Congo. And I want to come uh, to you, uh, John Willie, from the Congolese Community in South Africa. If you're just joining us, we also have on the line Dr. Julian Kankukatombe, who's joining us from the Africa Diaspora Forum, and also Charles uh, Kikonge, who is uh, uh, joining us, representing the African Center for the Reconstruction uh, constructive rather resolution of disputes i want to come to you uh, jean will in terms of that allegation that uh, was brought by dr akatombe which some say is actually a fact that uh, uh, president joseph kabila has been propped up by western powers and that's why he's remained in control in the drc especially some people citing the relationship the drc has with the united states Yes, Mr. Benjamin, I admit that point. You may find that it, it can be justified in all the factors. That's what I said. The problem we are having is the dictatorship. And all the dictators know that for them to stick to power, they have to build some good relationship with the Western so that they can support them for them to stick to power. And that can be justified. Just look at the United Mission in DRC. Is the largest and the biggest since the history of the United Nations. With two, uh, 22,000 troops on the ground in DRC, in a country whereby the budget of the country is 4 billion US dollars, but the 22,000 troops of the United Nations are having the budget of 13 billion US dollars, three times more than the budget of the country. What are they doing? Nothing. Since they have been there, nothing has happened. They have never been able to establish peace in the country. They have never been to establish the right thing in the country. But they have been spending this money for the guards. And the president has been there operating. This shows that all those troops are not there for the interest of the people, but they are there to protect their own interest, and they protect the men who is there in power. In, when anything wants to happen, they are there to intervene, to protect him, him to make sure that everything is protected. Mm. And it's very clear. We are talking today, people are talking about Syria, about many countries, but we have worse things which are happening in Congo than all those countries. Not nothing is done. Many people are dying day after day in the mm. DRC, but everyone has turned a blind eye, mm. or even the international community, even the United Nations, even the African Union. Nobody, but they are all away of things happening. That's mm. what I said. The main thing we are having here, the main problem we are having is the dictatorship in the country. Because dictatorship is something which we have to stand against, we have to stop. And when they meet in the United Nations, they meet in the African Union, what are they talking mm. about? Mm. The well, people's right is not respected. Mm. Well, well, I need to... I, I, it's I, the I, same thing uh, when we're here. Yes. 
When we, we had apartheid in South Africa, apartheid was not person, but it was a system in place. Uh. And those people make sure that that system is in place, and they put the person on the can cooperate accordingly so that they can control everything. Well, what's the way forward? I, I really want to come to that point. I know I've, I've run out of, of time and I feel like we haven't even gotten to that contextualization of what's happening here because we've just touched on so many issues as well. Uh, but uh, coming to you, Dr. Katombe, there is a breaking down as much as you hail uh, this uh, resemblement uh, uh, alliance, it, it seems to be also breaking down. So what could be actually the solution for more Moving forward, just very brief and short, and in, 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 two, in two minutes. My brother, it's not true. Okay. Rassemblement is not breaking down. It is just Kabila and his camp. They use corruption. They just corrupted two people, two individuals, not two parties, not two civil organizations. They went out and said they've created another rassemblement. How can two individuals replace an, a platform? Doctor, who are these nine, two individuals? Doctor Katombe, who, who are these two individuals you're alluding to? Olengampoi, there is Olengampoi, uh, the other one, uh, the other one I forget now. The uh. Congolese there will tell you. Uh. It is just two individuals. Mm. And when they saw that the, the population is aware now, the population, they just wooed them. The next day they came back to Limete. They came back trying to reconcile with the rest of the rassemblement. So it's not true. Mm -hmm. This is the fight we are having since Mobutu. Mm -hmm. Mobutu will come and corrupt one of those leaders working with Sekedi. He will put him prime minister, thinking that it will work. It never works. Mm, well, Irindwa, mm. it happened with Kinata. Mm. So it's just Kabila trying. For uh, there is a proof. He was he has been corrupting the, the evangelical churches. Mm. They were supporting him. Mm. Lately they have refused. They've written a letter to him saying, Mr. President, if you are restarting your contact now to solve the situation, please stop what we in Congo they call uh, they call it uh, uh, the, the the, the Moshe. The, mm. So don't try to to steal people. Mm. Go into dialogue with those who have really power, mm. who have influence. Okay. Okay. I'm running out of time, Doctor. I'm, I'm running out of time, but I get your point that there are powers within the President Joseph Kabila stronghold that are interfering with this alliance. Charles, your thoughts of a way forward seems like there are so many accusations, even on this one program. I wonder how the atmosphere is in the DRC. I think um, we need to we need to actually agree um, that whatever action the Joseph Kabila takes going forward. It's always going to be viewed with suspicion. Whatever happens, even within the rassemblement, it's always going to be viewed with suspicion because the political climate is very volatile. The way forward, therefore, is we need to at least acknowledge certain basic facts. In 2009, Kabila requested for the UN to leave the DRC. The opposition accused Kabila of wanting to rig the, 2000 and the, the 2011 elections. That's why he was putting forward that request. Kabila negotiated for the UN to therefore change its mandate from a peacekeeping force to a stabilization force. Two, the UN is 
did impressive work in 2006 as well as 2011 by just facilitating the distribution of election material across the country. As the UN to live today, the DRC does not have the capacity to supply election materials to every part of the country if it does not receive help from other states that are being accused of meddling. Three, the, the, the stabilization of the, of, the, of the DRC has been assured by the UN that helped to defeat M23 and has also helped to stabilize the eastern region. I'm sure you and I, in the last three to four years, we have not heard that large populations were swept, were killed, or a big village was actually taken hostage because the UN is present, because they have actually done that. There's relative peace in the DRC because of the presence of, of the UN. Going forward, the church has pulled out. It is time then for SADC to actually step in before this suspicious atmosphere, political atmosphere degenerates. Mm. Um, John, really, let me give you one minute, just one minute, just to give me your final sentiments. Keep it one minute, please. I've run out of time. Okay, thanks very much, Mr. Benjamin. I think my point of view, or my say in this, I call all of Congolese to be united, to sit on the same table, 